I'm Gwyneth Paltrow, and you're listening to The Goop Podcast, made possible by our friends at Lululemon. I started practicing yoga back when it was still considered new agey at best and downright weird at worst. In many ways, we have Lululemon to thank for legitimizing yoga and bringing yoga wear to a massive audience by putting it in the context of athletics. Their original yoga pant, stretchy, comfortable, and performance-oriented, is the perfect example. I love that they recruit professional athletes to take new products for test runs, or test bike rides, planks, squats, and so on. They also ask the athletes to report back with thoughts and tweaks for optimizing the fit and functionality of each piece. And it shows in the wear. For more information and for store locations, visit lululemon.com. Today, I'm very excited to be talking with Chrissy Teigen. You might be obsessed with her recipes, like I am, family photos on Instagram, or that time she wore headgear on Lip Sync Battle and made out with her husband, John Legend. Chrissy arguably has the best clapbacks of all time, and someone should make a book of her tweets. I'd start with this one, quote, I always have a note in my pocket that says, John did it, just in case I'm murdered because I don't want him to remarry, end quote, hashtag true love, hashtag tips. I think everyone always loves to ask like, oh my God, do you just die? Is it, is everything just so sexy? Does he sing to you all the time? And I'm like, no. And I don't want it to be that way. I love watching TV with him. I love watching Housewives. I love making a meal with him. I love seeing him interact with our kids. Chrissy had me over and we got to talk about her new cookbook, Cravings, Hungry for More. And of course, we ended up talking about much more. I think it's good to be proud of what you eat. I think sometimes we we like to pretend that, you know, we can do whatever we want and, and indulge in everything we want. But I think it's really good to feel good. Okay, let's chat with Chrissy. Thank you for letting me come into your beautiful home. You are welcome anytime. I'm surprised you haven't been here much more often. Well, I'm, you've never invited me, <laughs> well, so I had to seen force my way in. Before 9 p.m. <laughs> it's true. I've o- I always see you with a cocktail in I hand. I'm like, I swear I'm not always like this. I swear. I am I am always like that. So. <laughs> I can't let you do Oh, we're oh, working here. Leave Pepper. Poor okay. Pepper. Yeah, my mom. She We're named just, twins. She's gonna... I'm, I'm Pepper Potts and she's Pepper. Really? Pepper Ty. Pepper Ty too. Pepper Ty too. We call her Pepper High now. Why is she hitting the bait she's pen? dabbing. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> it's this... Dabbling. Dabbing. Dabbling. <laughs> uh, uh, I just made the dab sign. I think this whole like legalization of marijuana has been really interesting for like women like me, because I never really smoked pot or mm-hmm. until it sort of became legal and, and normal and, and yeah. normal. And now I'm like, oh. and now there's like an Apple store of weed uh, yeah. down the street. It's very, it is unusual. I, I will say, I just, I, it affects me, my throat, my, I'm, I'm not one that takes to it, but my dogs enjoy it. Oh, you yeah, see, like the there's all these treats. great, like, <laughs> medical cases for it. It's so cool. I know. It is so interesting to see though. It's like nothing now. It's so weird. I know. So I want to ask you, like, I want to understand a little bit, like, what is the trajectory of Chrissy Teigen? Like, how did you go from being an 18 year old to who you are today? (laughs) What happened? I don't know. I always feel like everything's been really small steps. Like nothing has really been like a huge major turning point. Um, I, I was always like a very just whatever boring working model where you would do catalogs and online work and it wasn't glamorous at all. Uh, It was just constant changing throughout the day and they didn't care how you looked. It was just like, let's get the most photos possible. And it was just a real job. You would go, you'd read a book, you'd, you, it was just, it, it really wasn't until like Sports Illustrated, I think was my big turning point. And that's when I could, um, finally maybe have a say in my days. How did you get that job? Brooklyn Decker, actually. I will, I, I attribute it to her every time I can. She is so, you need to have her on here, actually. She is. She's great. I just met her recently human. for the first oh, time. She's fabulous. You so and her, smart. When, you need to be friends. Her and um, her husband, Andy Roddick, 
came to a John show and they wanted to say hi to John and had come backstage. And then, um, yeah, it just was, we immediately clicked Brooklyn and I and Andy and John had clicked and Brooklyn went back to Sports Illustrated. She had already been in there for many years. Were you married already at this point? No, not yet. Okay. This was a couple of years in. We didn't get even, we were together for like seven years before we got engaged even, wow. or for five years before we got engaged. Okay. And then seven when we got married. But yeah, she came backstage, met me, and then she went back to Sports Illustrated and said, I don't know if you guys know about this girl, but no women do this in the industry. You know that. Like she was just so... I don't know. I, I, you just never meet people like that. And she recommended me to um, the editor, MJ Day. And I went in and met them. And then basically, I would say if there were big turning points in my career, it was it was Brooklyn helping that along and, and being in Sports Illustrated. And then I just, you know, I started having this home life of really learning that, you know, when you have a kitchen and you have this atmosphere that you create where you really love being at home and you love watching crappy movies or crappy TV and drinking wine. And then you find this place where you're like, this is my happy place. I discovered that that was my happy place. Like I wasn't like a young kid in the kitchen that was like always fascinated by food. I always loved eating, but I didn't love cooking until I really had all the tools that I needed. And then, yeah, it was from then on, I was like, this is, this is what makes me happy. What do you think it is about sports illustrated in, in our culture that like is so important you know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty, it's iconic. It's like yeah. a, I think a big thing for me was when I went in to have my casting with them, I was so used to like working in Miami and you would immediately have to, it's like, take your shirt off, you know, <laughs> like, let's see, we want a Polaroid. <laughs> we want to see your body. When I went into Sports Illustrated, MJ was like, I sat down for an hour and we just talked and talked and talked and she wanted to know everything about my life. And I never had, it was never about the body. It was like fascinating to me. And I, and when I left, I remember thinking I didn't get it because she didn't ask to see me in a swimsuit or, and that was fascinating to me. I was like, what is this like personality based? I'm not used to being in a world where like <laughs> they care about what I have to say, but you know, they, it says so much about them and, and the way they operate and, and the girls that they, that they love is they want to have people that, you know, are aspirational women. They want people that can speak, that can be proud to represent their iconic issue, swimsuit issue. So yeah, That's that was cool. like, that was so cool for me to see. Cause honestly, I'm, I was so used to everyone being like, okay, shirt off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't have to take my shirt off. I didn't get it. <laughs> wow. That's so fun. And, and yeah. did that, did that lead to lip sync battle? I mean that, I think, I don't really know whatever. I don't know where Casey Patterson, our producer ever thought that I would be good at just dancing on stage and making little side comments because honestly, I am a horrific dancer. I Music. I love music. I'm not the greatest with it. Like John still makes me you know, playlists and I'm very much like a radio hit type of person. If it's on the radio, I love it. Um, I'm not like, have, uh, I, I don't do like the underground albums or have these, you know, secret songs that I love, but on lip sync battle, it was just such a fun atmosphere. I actually thinking back, we're five seasons in now. And I'm like, I have no idea how it came about. It was just such like a natural pairing in the end though. It ended up being so much fun. I go to work every single day and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. It is absurd, ridiculous. They throw props on me. They throw me in a costume. I don't like to read scripts. I just like, I go out and I have such a good time and I'm with LL Cool J and the crowd is freaking out. We just had like, we just had Mariah Carey on. Um, Serena Williams came out. I mean- yeah, it, it gets crazier and crazier every season and you have to do it actually. They asked me to do it, but I'm too scared. Honestly, I understand that. I can't even be mad at that because everyone asks when I'm going to do it and I say never. It's terrifying. It's I think that's so why scary. I have so much respect for anyone that does it because a lot goes into it. And some some people are like, I need three days rehearsal. T they take it very seriously and I get it. It's but true. it's, I, I, our, um, our choreographer, Danielle is so amazing and so positive and she'll make you feel like the best dancer on the planet. And she just has this way about her of, of getting people into it. And 
it's fascinating to me because I, I, I couldn't, I would die. It's really fun to it watch. It's so fun. Maybe one Thank day you. I'll wake up the nerve. I mean, I'll get up the nerve I know, to do it. I know. We, we, I mean, we got a bar, we got like the atmosphere that's created there is so much fun and nobody regrets it. They're like, I can't believe like I got to do that. Uh, I know it's, it's sort so of like fun. doing SNL or something. Oh my God. Right? I can't it's even like... fathom that. Like you did that. It's so scary. If you do that, you can do lip sync battle. Yeah. I'll think about it. It's, so SNL is like an entire, I mean, you, week, yeah. a week, right? So God. Yeah. But now on lip sync battle, like these acts are so freaking professional. We will do anything that you want. If you're like, I want a flamethrower. If you want to fall from the sky, if you want to, if you want to explode in the corner, I mean, you can literally everyone, like when they, um, when they compete against somebody, they're like, I didn't know we could ask for that. I'm like, you can ask for anything here. We would bring a chopper in and you could drop from it. And That's we would amazing. Do it Casey's bonkers. She'll do anything. When, so, okay. So you've been doing that for five years and how long ago did you get married? Oh my God. <laughs> when did I get married? Oh my God. It's been, what was my, I don't even know. This that's terrible. I'm very bad with dates. I'm, I'm going to okay. delete this part. So don't John. even worry about it. No, everyone knows one of the running jokes is like how little I know about John and how little I know about our relationship. Like people were going into preschool now and I'm, I'm taking Luna to preschool and everyone's like, when's her birthday? And I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Cause we, you know, you have a due date and then you're like early or late and you get set on this date. Yeah. I'm very bad with stuff like that. It's, it's just, God, I don't even I swear to God. Like 10 years, two years. We've been together for 12 years. We met, we got married um, seven years to the day that we met. Where did you um, meet? We met on a music video shoot um, for a video called Stereo. Nobody's really seen it. It's like this animated video. I'm in my underwear the whole time. John's in a suit. And our friend (laughs) Bill had introduced us. He shot one of my very first campaigns for Billabong. One of my first campaigns ever. Um, And... So I became friends with Nabil and then Nabil had also been working with John. And one day he was like, I, I met this girl. She should be in your video. And then, yeah. And that was that. That was truly that we met on set. And then, yeah, he was ironing in his underwear. Hilarious. My first words were, you do your own ironing. (laughs) And then, yeah. Does he still? He still really <laughs> enjoys it. He really does. I'm not For some kidding. People, like it's very meditative. I, I he's John's like normally like a very zen person, but yeah, he still irons. He big into the Rowenta steamer. Like he does it all. That thing is major. It is very good. What do you like about being married? I'm about um, to get married again. Oh my god! You first of all. I would marry you. I've wanted to marry you for a very very long time. Um, but no, I love. Uh, I love that we get to see each other through all aspects of life. I really like that, you know, I've seen him grow so much. He's seen me grow so much. And I love having a buddy. Like, it's like a permanent buddy that, you know, I think everyone always loves to ask, like, oh, my God, do you just die? Is it is everything just so sexy? Does he sing to you all the time? And I'm like, no. And I don't want it to be that way. I love watching TV with him. I love watching Housewives. I love making a meal with him. I love seeing him interact with our kids. I love every part of seeing him happy. And he's really been, you know, in the past few years, seeing him have this incredible career and seeing how he's still the same man I married. Or, you know, I think I used to be like very self-deprecating. I used to be very What's the word then? I got, I I used to just try to like drag him back to earth all the time. I was like, yes, yes, he's great. But I think as we grow together, I'm seeing more and more that like, it's okay to be like, wow, he's a really fantastic human. He's accomplished so much. He is um, still so humble, so grounded. We're still very attached to our family. My mom lives with us, for instance. Um, How's that? If I want you to ask John that, but he would say the same thing. I, it's great. It really is a wonderful thing to have her around. My dad just lives right down the street. Um, uh, it's really nice to just have them be able to come in and out. Mom is always around and it's never been, I know some people would be like, oh my gosh, your in-laws, John, your in-law lives with you. Is that weird? But it's really cool. Like it's, I don't know. I love, um, it's funny. Like I like being like alone. I like the, I like the, the stillness of our house, but I also love this kind of controlled chaos where we have a lot of people in and out all the time. And 
you know, we have, um, we have just like a big family of people that work with us and that to me are family. So is that the most grounding thing for you? It is. Yeah, yeah. It really is nice to be inside and nice to have people you love around and mom, like I came home from school this morning and mom was, she just knows in her head. She's like, I had a feeling Luna wanted cabbage, stir fried cabbage and rice. And I'm like, thank you. She literally was talking about this in the car all day. We're, and yeah, it's, yeah, it really does kind of take a village to make everything happen too. So it's nice to, it's nice to have family around. It really is. Is cooking a part of that family? Oh my God. Everything in this house revolves around food, whether it's making it, planning the meal, going to the grocery store, ordering the groceries. It is, I can't believe how much of my brain is devoted to thinking about food. It's sometimes it feels like a sickness. Like, I don't know if other people think about food this often or have to think about it this often, but it consumes me. I sadly can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Every little thing. And then like post baby, you're like, God, how do I, can I eat better? I still want to be, I still want to be, you know, indulgent and I still want to feel good when I wake up in the morning. And I think I've reached this age now where like, I can't just skip meals. Like it changes my whole mood. It changes everything. And, um, so I'm working on kind of identifying what my body needs now. And it's so unusual for me because I used to brag about like, you know, that annoying fucking model that was always like, I love pizza, I love hamburgers. <laughs> and you're like, bullshit, fuck you. Like I, I am now the person that's like, oh, I need a grain. I need like, I can feel it in my bones. Right. Like I need some to greens, be, some I, good, yeah, bitter I greens. Need, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking like a green juice on the way to school in the morning. And yeah, it's, it's just different now. My body hasn't reacted the same way that it used to. And it's okay. I just have to adapt. But yeah, yeah I'm learning, changes. which is why I love you so much is because I learned so much from you. And I really, um, I think it's good to be proud of what you eat. I think sometimes we, we like to pretend that, you know, we can do whatever we want and, and indulge in everything we want, but I think it's really good to feel good. And it's like a, it's a new, it's a milestone for me to understand that, it's good to feel good. It's not just all about that moment of wanting to like satisfy yourself. It's like, I want to feel good the whole day. I want to feel good the whole week. And so that's new for me. And it's a balance, right? I mean, for me, like fried food is my weakness. Yes. You're a savory person. I'm a savory person. Me too. I I could could never have a cake or dessert or cupcake. I never understood that. Me too. I, but if you give me anything, French fry and yeah, anything deep fried, yeah, like baguette, cheese, you know, that's kind of my, so there's like a giant plate of cheese right behind you. (laughs) I just ate it. (laughs) I just mowed that thing down. (laughs) But I, I, what I try to do personally is like, keep it sort of clean in the day. Yeah. And then at night, I mean, I try not to eat deep fried food every night and that kind of thing. But I, I really do believe that you have to enjoy life and this idea that you need to be really strict and ascetic around food. It's like food is so. Oh my, I grew up doing, um, like the master cleanse and, and, and doing the detox teas and stuff. When I was working in Miami, we would, I lived with, um, five other models in, uh, the Flamingo in, um, in Miami. It's these two giant towers and it was two bedrooms and I lived with a ton of girls and we just shared detox tea all day, basically. So your stomach is just going insane all day and you'd be running around, not eating. And, um, it was, God, I remember like just closing my eyes. Like you would see a wheat thin and you would just like (laughs) salivate and it was so (laughs) pathetic and that's no way to live. I'm not the kind of person that can, um, John is very good at things like that though. He's very good about like, he could be like, I'm juicing tomorrow or I'm, I'm going on a cleanse tomorrow. And I can't, uh, I can't operate that way. Like my mind starts to go crazy. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I need to be able to have bites of what I want. And I'm I'm very much a snacker throughout the day. Um, I don't really sit down and have meals, which is one thing I wish I did, but yeah, it's been a long time. Do you cook every day? I do. Yeah. I try to do, I mean, at least God, when I wasn't doing like a press tour or something, it's yeah. Two, three meals a day. Um, cooking for Luna is always really important. Although, you know, you start to get used to those pouches of food and you're like, can I get the organic pouch? You never know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I really, 
I love drinking wine and I love making food and I love watching Bravo. Like that makes me very, you're, that's very your happy. happy, right? Yes. That's so great. <laughs> what, what are the things like, do you, are you experimental all the time in the kitchen? No. Or you're kind of like, these no, are my. I always like, I'm very like, for lack of a better word, I'm very cravings based. Like I'm the kind of person I'll see a commercial and I'm like, I must have that. And I want a food that revolves around that flavor. Um, I love things that are really salty, really hearty. I love stews. I love potatoes. So now it's kind of all about how can I make this better for me, but still really enjoy the flavors that are going into my mouth. I'm, I don't want to compromise on, you know, like cauliflower rice is never going to be rice. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I just I keep trying and I'm like, yeah, it's almost You're and then tiny crumbles of they cauliflower. They put in kimchi and I'm like, great, this is and then I'm like, no. I know. I just want white it's not rice the same, in a bowl. And it's okay to want that. It's, you know, I think one of my biggest issues issues is that I love to eat very late and I'm talking like 11 oh, for yeah, dinner right. and I can't sleep without like a crazy full stomach. Um Really? So we're That's working. So yeah. I have to be so full to sleep or else I'm like, we have something called my, my nighttime sandwich. And I usually just put a sandwich next to the bed because I wake up. If I eat too early, I'll eat my nighttime sandwich around one or two What are you, a 12 year old boy? This is what my son does to me. (laughs) (laughs) Right before he goes to bed, he's like, can I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That's literally me. If you ask John what's next to our, it's, it's pretty horrifying. And when I was pregnant, it was so it was really bad. No, and he that's made great. me all those nighttime You sammies. get a free pass when you're pregnant. Thank you. Right? I Thank mean, you. I agree. So so this book, Cravings Hungry for More. Yes. I love that title. It's kind of like we were, you know how there's so many gimmicky books and I love those books, like where it's like seven ingredients or less or 30 minutes or less. I love those. But when we were ready to do this one, I was like, I don't want to call it more of the same because that's <laughs> right. a horribly, that's a horrible title. But yeah, there were so many, um, the first book, there were so many recipes that, you know, we use in our household on a daily basis. Um, things that John has close to his heart, his mac and cheese, his fried chicken, which you had. Oh, so good. Um, so good. Unbelievable. And then the second one, I was like, this is the kind of food I love. This is nearest and dearest to me. Um, and I just wasn't done yet. So we did that. And then, you know, everyone asks when you put out a book, they're like, can you do more vegetarian? Can you do um, gluten-free? Can you do this, that? And then you see all those, you see all those notes and you want to satisfy everybody. So we took those into account and I think we really came up with something wonderful for many more types of diets, types of people. I mean, it looks, I haven't cooked out of it yet and I'm going to, but it looks so delicious. Thank you. It's Thank on you. my desk. Thank and I'll you. Flip yeah, we shot it here. My mouth waters. Much homier and yeah, it's, it's, um, we're very proud of it because it took a long time. I mean, it's so weird. By the time a book comes out, you know, you're maybe a year or two past making those recipes or, and it's weird because you don't know if your diet changes or what's like, I've had a kid since then. I've, I'm sorry, I've had two kids since the wow. first one. Like it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Right. So your mom's Thai. Yes. And what's your, where's your dad from? My dad is from North Dakota. He's got a Norwegian background, Norwegian German. Um, he grew up in the U.S. and we are just very meat and potatoes on that side. So what mom, an interesting food combination. I know, I know. And honestly, we kept it separate for most of my life, my mom would make these, you know, she would be doing fish heads and, 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 um, you know, these like shrimp stews and these really, uh, like potent, crazy flavorful Thai dishes. And then my dad and I would make scalloped potatoes or, but she would always, she would always make that food. And I always wanted my dad's food growing up, but I never wanted my mom's. And it was, it's so crazy to me now because to me now, my mom is the best chef on the planet. Um, she cooks without recipes. She, I don't know, she needs nothing. She can make something out of nothing. And it's always so fascinating to me that her, and it's so hard to get a recipe out of her too, because (laughs) of this, you're like, I saw you put that in. What is that? And she's like, oh, it's just a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit of seasoning sauce. And I'm like, what the, you have to tell me these things. This is going in a book. This is going to millions of people. Um, but yeah, I just appreciate her flavors so much more now. As when I was little, it was kind of embarrassing. It was like, 
you know, my friends would come over and is this, is this fish sauce or shrimp paste? This isn't a little, this is so embarrassing, but. I love fish sauce. Yeah, me too. It's like my it adds favorite to ingredient. everything. Really? Yeah. It adds. And an, well, it everything. is anchovies, but anchovy is like stirred yes. into a sauce or something. Yes. And fish sauce to me. Because we love salty. I know. That's why. It's true. So what is your like kind of go-to, if I'm going to open cravings, hungry for more, <laughs> hungry for more. I hate it. I love I'm it. so bad at I love it. What am I going to cook first? Um, oh my gosh. Give me like three things to start with. Oh my gosh. Start with. Um, I think the coconut rice from the first book was such a wild hit because you could make it, keep it in the fridge forever. And people were eating it with fruit and slicing up bananas for breakfast and then serving it underneath, you know, a curry. So we wanted to have a uh, a side like that that would also, you know, be that type of dish for people. So we did this banana rice. You know, it's so hard to find plantains. Um, so we did a like a caramelized banana rice that goes underneath these um, jerk lamb chops that are so, so just delicious. I love anything on a bone. I will clean the meat off a bone. If I'm eating with you, I will be like, give me those bones and I will strip them. (laughs) Like whatever kind of, whatever is on the outside of them, they're done. Like they're clean after me. Um, So I love that. I love, um, we have this amazing couscous, this vegetable couscous with sweet potatoes and, and zucchini. And it's so light and fluffy. And I think for that, it's all about technique. It's all about, you know, letting it sit, gently fluffing it, not over stirring, uh, that I love so much. And then I love our really hearty breakfast bakes. There's a lot of different casseroles in it. I love uh, anything I can do family style. I love doing a brunch. I love being able to just like dig into this really hearty, everything bagel, cream cheese breakfast bake and have it just be ooey gooey. God, that sounds good. And it's crazy. It's so indulgent and so over the top. And I'm, I've been getting so many Instagram photos of it nonstop. People are really making it a lot because it just, the name alone, like everything big, little cream cheese, breakfast big, like it just sounds <laughs> so good. And yeah, I love, I love seeing that people are impressing their friends with a dish or, you know, like taking time. Like you really have to soak these bagels for 12 hours in this, in the heavy cream and, and the milk and it makes it that much better. And yeah, I like seeing people take time with dishes. Like that's why the Thai chapter is so incredible for me is because that really is my mom's. I don't want to pretend that that's my chapter. I'm not good with with Thai cooking because it's so quick. You're, you got It's all about the prep. That takes some time. And then it's done in five minutes. I like to, I like to braise and roast and things that take like two, three hours and my mom is so fantastic because she can do things so quickly. It blows my mind. Like she'll have an entire just display of food um, in 20 minutes. And it's fascinating to me. Out of nothing, like the stuff you're going to throw out, I think it's it's pretty fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, you touched on this, but how does social media or Instagram, like you mentioned, people posting pictures, how does that because you are so fucking funny on Instagram. <laughs> Thank God for comments by celebs, I, I so love, I can just track everything you say. You did, yes. Oh my God, it was such. It was so cool. And I was you're like, the cornerstone oh. of their business. I know. I feel bad sometimes, and I'm like, they do like their Sunday roundup, and oh, I know. Then I just look like I leave comments all day, every day, and I'm like, no, it's a roundup. They're picking and choosing. I'm not this crazy, but I am. <laughs> but I am. I read so much stuff. Do you read everything? I don't know. God, I can't. I I can't. No. You do? Do you get your feelings hurt? Oh my God. Yeah. I read, I would say if I'm, yeah, I read 99% of. Where? On comments on your page or? Yeah. I read, yeah, definitely a lot of my Instagram comments, almost a hundred percent of my um, Twitter comments for sure. I, I read, I, wow. I read way too much. What, what, what do you get out of that? Nothing, <laughs> literally <laughs> nothing. Like, cause you'll read like 2000 incredible, sweet comments that are so kind, so generous. And then you get to one, like just one asshole. And then you're like, that ruins your day. So why are you reading? It? I don't know. I don't know. I'll never know. I swear. I don't know. I just, have you tried not to? 
there's been times where I've taken social media breaks, but I'm still, I might not be talking during it, but I'm still reading. Right. I can't. Like I, I really. Um, what do you think that curiosity is? I think I, like a, a genuine need to be liked. Like I think some people are like, they don't give a fuck what people have to say about them. They're like, no, I'm happy. I have a great this. I have great this. And all, all that matters is, is how I feel. I'm like, no, I, I really, I like to be liked. I don't know where that comes from or, or what, but I think, I don't know. I think we I all care. do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a very human thing. Well, it's to... so funny to me when people are like, oh, I love that you don't give a fuck what people think. I'm like, I really do though. I really do. Right. I don't know. That's so interesting. So how, how much time do you think you spend like on making comments on Instagram or interfacing with social media? Oh I gosh. Say? I think having kids has really helped because you don't want to see, you don't want them to see you attached to your phone. Um, but. Oh, wait, was I supposed to. What? Put my phone down. No, no, not at all. I'm so, I, that, I, I have this guilt all the time too, because I mean, the cell phone makes it so that obviously people can constantly ask you anything yes. and everything is a 911. Everything's yes. urgent and it's hard to put it down sometimes. I don't and, speak on the phone and I haven't for many years. I just, if, you know, if I call somebody, they answer and they're like, what? Because it's a very scary thing. Cause I really don't, um, I don't know where that comes from or why I'm that way, but yeah, I've just always, you know, I, I'm always like, I have the best friends because I will just go completely dark for, for months at a time. Um, but then they're like, I see you tweeting. I see you doing all this, but that's like a different world to me for some reason. Well, it's work, right? In a way. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, you try to remove yourself from it, but yeah, it is all consuming the Instagram, Twitter. If I could pick one, I would definitely pick Twitter, but I'm always looking at something and I don't like that feeling. Do you go on detoxes? Like, how do you, I mean, I, I try by really, not reading anything. I try to never read anything about myself if I can help it. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's helpful. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how much we joke about it and talk about it, but how dangerous it really is to have this life where you're tied to having people dissect everything about you, whether it's what you say or, you know, we say things in passing that we think are funny or we post a photo that we think is funny or it's scary now that, you know, everything is really scrutinized and looked at. And yeah, I think I, I keep learning more and more that I'm like, oh my God, I can't post the things I used to, or I can't make the same jokes or I can't, you know, I don't want to get in trouble, even though I might believe it or might want to say it. I don't know if I want to deal with, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with the people that take it the wrong way or want to make yeah, a bigger but, deal you out know, of what you say. You're so brilliant and you're so unique <laughs> in your voice. And I think if it's, if it's that, right, if it's the idea of the response, like if that's muting your voice, I don't think that's a good thing. Like oh, we need you. your humor. We need your comments. We need your you know, when you shame people for being assholes <laughs> on Instagram. I know. And then I get so many people that are like, why don't you talk to your fans? Why don't you, why would you respond to this, this, this person with, you know, 10 people following? I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, I just like, and I do respond to the fans. I do love them, but yeah, I do understand where they come from when they say like, why would you even give a crap about this? Cause sometimes I don't know why I do, but mostly it's to be entertaining, not to just like you know, it's not necessarily like hit back at this one person, but. But energetically, sometimes that's important. And yeah. sometimes what you're putting into the world, like on a greater level, is not just like, you know, clapping back at yes. one particular guy yes. with 10 followers, but energetically. Yes. Like you're so other resisting people where bullies. You're coming from. Exactly. Yes. And that's important. But also I kind of have to realize too, that I don't ever want it to turn into, you know, I have a lot of followers and I, even though I love saying something to one person that has been a troll or whatever, I, you never want to, it's never to send your people to, you know, your legions of fans to, to get at them either. So I think it's all like kind of a fascinating experiment and, and a weird, uh, it's, it's, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn that, you know, you can't do the same things that you, that, like I used to, at one point I had a hundred followers and it was fine, but 
you'd never want to be a bully about it basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I agree of course, but you don't, you never want to be a bully, but I think there's a difference between being a bully and sort of standing up. But it's like when you're the person with 10 million followers and versus someone with 10 and I say something to them, is it fair that 10 million people can go after them? No, but also you're like, but But maybe they won't, they won't be so quick. And I'm a big fan of justice. I think this is where this comes from is John has known this about me since we first started dating is I always have this need, um, to let people know when they're wrong. Like I can't let it go. I need them to know that they hurt my feelings or that what they said is unacceptable. What sign are you? Sagittarius. Is that a Sag thing? I don't know. I, I asked a question <laughs> like I knew, but I was just, I'm trying to put I this together. And I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, I have this, I must, I, I, I don't know where it comes from. Cause John's fine. He's, he can just like, it, uh, just brush off his shoulders. No, not me. I, I must let them know that they were wrong. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to stop making your comments on Instagram because <laughs> you literally you. make my I can't day. believe you see it. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I don't spend a ton of time on Instagram, but when I do, I like have my concentrated sort of like 20 minutes I in the I back. I think I made a joke about John and I divorcing or something on your Instagram once. Oh. I was like, oh, my second husband is going to be the best. Oh my God. I got so much shit for it. How do you even joke about this? Oh my, oh my God. God. You know, you have to be yourself. You know, I, I always feel like that's why you have the platform that you have. That's why you have the success that you have. That's why you have the reach that you have. You, you got there by being exactly who you are and your irreverence and the way that you are in the world, like made you who you are. So I'm going to get back to Chrissy in a minute. Let's talk about one of our partners in the meantime. A mission that revolves around empowering as many people as possible to live a life of purpose is a mission we can all get behind. The way that Lululemon goes about making good on this mission is by way of Here to Be. This is a social impact program that partners with nonprofits to spread the word on the positive benefits of yoga and meditation. Lululemon also has a far-reaching ambassador program. It taps the same athletes, yogis, and trainers who run Lululemon's public events to test new product. Sometimes it's a new yoga pant, sports bra, or running hoodie that they try out and then report back with tweaks. Even going to a Lululemon store is more than just a retail experience. You can walk into a Lululemon shop in your neighborhood and know that the group fitness classes and resources will be totally unique from the ones across town. For more information and for store locations, visit lululemon.com. Now let's get back to my chat with Chrissy Teigen. Tell me about what you're doing for Target. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited for that. It's a dream. It, it looks really so is. cool. It is. How so... did it come about? Honestly, um, you know, I was Instagramming so much from my kitchen. And uh, when you walked in, you saw our kitchen. It's very open. All the shelves are open. Um, when we love something, we love to put it out. And when we use something, I feel like it should be out and it should be loved by everybody. And, um, you know, there are certain there's a certain aesthetic that we love. Uh, we love things that have very raw edges and unique little, um, qualities to them, whether it's like a, a speck of, of a gold flake that was made that's from the pot that was made next to it, or these unique characteristics. Um, I really started to find that I attached myself to these really, a really similar style of, 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 product that I loved in our own kitchen. So when I was approached by um, Gibson to do a line and present it to Target, it was an honor because you do so many things in your career and you just never are able to really, you know, have a hand in your own thing. Like for me, the book was the first taste of that. You create You mean something. having autonomy? Yes. Right. Be- really being able to have a say and and have a presence in something was very unusual for me. And that, the book was my first taste of that. And then having this, having this line with Target, this cravings collection where 
people could feel like they had a part of my kitchen and their kitchen and be proud of the meals that they made. It was, it evolved from the cookbook. I always wanted people to be proud of something they made. I wanted them to feel like, you know, even if they weren't the best cook, they could do it and they could um, serve something to their friends and family and be proud to take a photo of it. And then to have this collection and to see people putting my food on those plates or cooking it in those pots, it's honestly an honor. It's so, it's so cool to see. And we all love Target and we all have those memes about how much we love Target and how we go in for one thing and we come out with a million other things. It's just like, it's a place of memories. Like I grew up eating popcorn from the long bag in Target. I had ices. <laughs> I had, it was, it was a happy place. So just like my kitchen was the happy place making the book, Target was always my happy place growing up and they've combined now. And like, I, it's, it's still really surreal because, you know, it was in development for over a year and. Were I, you very hands-on? Like, so hush. Yes. Like really being proud of something that's your own is so incredible. Um, it's one thing to have your name on something, but to have pieces that you really love and you're proud of and excited about and excited for people to gift to other people. Uh, it's really special. And they're so fun to work with. And John and I have this, you know, target relationship that dates beyond way before this, um, this collection. So, uh, it's just been like the coolest experience and I cannot wait to see it in there. Like I haven't seen it yet. And it's just very, I feel like I don't even really, I haven't even grasped the concept of having my face in there. It's very cool. It's crazy. It's so, honestly, it's unbelievably weird because like, I really, I go in there and I look at, you know, there are people that I look at that I'm fans of and I just, it's, it's honestly crazy. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I wish you guys could see this big smile when Chrissy's <laughs> talking about her pots and fans. It's so, it's so awesome. weird. It's weird because, you know, you are, I think, honestly, being with somebody as incredible as John, who's like literally has an EGOT, has so much happening, has always been such a huge success in his own right to really be proud of something that is my own. That's so physical, cool. you know, that yeah. you were involved in the creation yeah, and of it. Yeah, he's so proud of it. And he was there for a lot of the development of it. And, you know, he was right there aside, uh, uh, he's right there beside me picking out the wood grain and the, and the textiles. It's very, you know, it's a, it's a big family thing for us, but like, it's really so cool to have something that's my own. So it. what are you going to do? I think you have to be like Martha Stewart and have oh a my cooking God. show. And I still, I just had a photo shoot at a studio in New York and she had a, a cafe on the bottom floor, but her offices were upstairs and I saw her with her bag and walking up and I, I walking upstairs, like taking the elevator with everybody. And I was like, my God, this is what a mogul is. It's pretty, in, it's incredible to see because it's, it's just nice to know people don't just slap their names on something. They're really a yeah. part of it. And do you have aspirations like that? I don't know. There's little things that I love. Like, as I said, I really, nothing's like huge giant steps for me. There are things that I would like, it seems like it all very organically, like one thing just, leads yeah, to the next. Yeah, it really does. There's no like and giant plan. And there's a great plan. authenticity in that. Yeah, there's never a plan. And I kind of love that. I um, like sometimes I'll like, like maybe I'll call up my agent tomorrow and be like, I really, you know, I have kids now, like maybe a voiceover thing. You guys are all listening to my voice now. It's horrible. But like <laughs> no. maybe I have a good voice for cartoons. Like I would love to do something like that. And then that happens. And then like little things just happen. And that's why, you know, sometimes there's not a grand plan for things. There's not a, you know, where am I going to be at 60? What am I, where am I going to be? I don't, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm going to do in February. <laughs> like I have no clue. I just, but you're clearly a manifester. Like you think about something and then it Yeah, happens. I do. But I also have like a wonderful group of people around me that that make things happen. And I, I never want that to go unnoticed because I really, really have been so lucky to just, maybe that's my talent is the fact that I have found such a good group of people that that I love working with and love working for and love being around. Who is the person in your life, like not husband, not work people, not mom, 
Like who is the girlfriend or the guy friend that you kind of go to, to really recharge? Like stabilize. Like who's your number one bestie? I have, um, you know, I have this incredible group of girlfriends in New York that, that, you know, you just, that will tell it to you straight that are like, what are you doing with your, your like, you know, they're the ones that are always going to be honest with you. Um, my friend, Melissa, my friend, Nicole, um, you know, the people that can make fun of this life, I think are really important. Like, you know, they just bring you back down to earth. For me, that was always me with John. And now that's them with me. <laughs> what qualities, what are, what qualities do you most admire in a woman? I think, oh gosh, now with being a mother, I, I look to any other mother and I'm like, I don't know how anyone does it alone. I think that is incredible. I think people that work and just balance having a successful career, whether it is being a stay-at-home mom and balancing a needy husband, because men are needy. <laughs> I love women that are able to do their own thing. Yeah. I think that's really wonderful. And women that can balance as all those aspects of of juggling children and and their husband or I think that is inspiring for me to see. Um, Do you think that in this day and age, like the scope of responsibilities for a woman has increased? Like I look at you I, or some of the women in my life or myself, and I think I'm not sure that our mothers task themselves with this level of responsibility. Yeah. We have a lot of pressure on ourselves now because you're supposed to be a working woman, a working mother. You're supposed to be so many different types of things, but I've always been a firm believer in it takes a village to get anything done. And I don't, I, I, whenever I envision my children growing up, I think more love is better. I think more people around is better. I think family around is great. We do have this immense pressure to to run a household, to have our own thing going on and to also not really talk about it and to just be like, well, you're supposed to be that way. And that's why I think, um, I just really scored in the husband department. We have this, we have this really great balance of being able to support each other's lives and it's really worked out. You're making me even more excited to get married now. You honestly should, because he seems really wonderful. And if you want John to sing, I just will speak for him. He will. I can't afford that. You can. (laughs) You, I promise you, you can. We're very, we're, we're very generous in our, I'll give him $275. (laughs) By the way, I push him out on every lip sync battle episode (laughs) and just, I'm like, you need to sing happy birthday to Jermaine Dupree. You need to do like, I, he, trust me, he will be singing at your wedding. As long as I can come and munch on things. That is so funny. I promise you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I won't say anything, by the way. I I really am so curious. You are so funny. I'll tell you. I honestly, I didn't know what to say. I asked people, I was like, is she married already? No, I'm not married yet. You got married downtown. We had an engagement. Is anyone listening? No, it's just you and I. Okay. Nobody's listening. That was a really fun engagement party. It was really fun. That was really awesome. I think we wanted to. The idea is that the wedding piece would be really small and just yeah. like family and friends, but that we would have a big celebratory Good. kind of fancy. Good. Because no one, I don't remember our wedding. Like, and I, I was sober, but I don't recall it. It was, <laughs> there was so, yeah, there was just so much happening yeah. and you don't get to eat. You don't do anything. Everyone, like you just. You I have eat. to eat. Oh my God. You, I you, have to eat at my wedding. I, I mean, I've. I told you that's why I'm going to get married again. That's a really good idea. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find another. 10 years, renew the vows. We talk about that. We're like, are we those types of people? Because we watch so much Real Housewives and every episode is a vow renewal, a vow, a vow renewal. (laughs) So um, (laughs) we're like, would we ever do this? I'm like, "Mm." I don't think we're those. I have never seen Real Housewives. How on, can we just do an episode? You want to go get in your bed and watch it right now with me? Show me, what should I, where, where do I even start? OC, for sure. No, you might like New York. Okay. I literally have never seen an episode there. And there's, I, I'm so bad with reality TV. There was this whole chunk also, cause I lived in England for such a uh-huh. long time. 
So I missed. Ladies of London. I can get you on oh, all of this. I don't know. I don't know how I missed this stuff. Oh and then I, gosh. and then when I moved home, like all these shows that are sort of were happening. And then I just missed. This the is whole. probably why you're so incredibly successful is you don't waste don't. all your time. <laughs> no, I watch I know other reality much. TV. Okay. What reality show do you watch then? Well, I've said this before on this podcast, but my favorite one is called Dr. Pimple Popper. <gasps> And I, I love that lady oh, so much. Just wait, because she's going to send you her Dr. Pimple Popper cupcakes. Have you had them yet? No. It's a cupcake and you can squeeze it and frosting comes out through its little pimple hole. Wow. <laughs> that is both incredibly brilliant and very tool. off-putting. When she sends you her tool, because she will, please be careful because you'll get very excited to do it and it really works. And then you're the first layer of your nose will come off. But oh my God. I can't okay. wait for you to see it. Oh, my dream is just pimp pop, pop pimples. Me too. Pimp popples. Me too. With you and, and watch Ladies of London. We have to do that. Now, okay, so fine. Next time I come over, we'll get the Dr. Pimple Popper apparatus. Yes. And we'll get John's wine out. I'm actually scared for you. To get the pimple popper yes. thing? Yes. Because your skin is I'll so never leave my house clear again. <laughs> that I'm worried that you're going to try to find things that aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're the best. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love I you honestly so much. Like you are just beyond an inspiration. So thank you. Nobody can make us laugh quite like Chrissy Teigen. I hope you had as much fun today as I did. And I appreciate you listening in as always. To all our home chefs, be sure to pick up a copy of Chrissy's new cookbook, Cravings Hungry for More. Now it's time for a question from one of you. If you could meet yourself at 85, what do you think your 85-year-old self would tell you? Asks Amanda. She would probably say, slow the fuck down and chill the fuck out. If you have a question you'd like me to answer here, send it over to Goop on Instagram or Facebook. That's it for this episode of the Goop Podcast. If you have a chance, please rate, review, and let us know what you think. To keep up with new episodes, just hit subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends. For more info, check out goop.com slash the podcast. See you soon.